Experienced Arden Podcast. I'm your host, Brett Twitty, and you are listening to a new episode. On this episode of the podcast, I'd like to feature a conversation I recently recorded with Timmy Adekanbi. Timmy is a second-year student in our class of 2020, and she is also the president of BBSA, the Black Business Student Association. We recently sat down to talk a little bit more about her MBA journey, uh, what led her to Darden, what she's looking forward to accomplishing in her second year, as well as her advice for prospective students. So without further ado, here is my conversation with Timmy Adekambi. Timmy, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me. All right. So for our listeners at home, tell us a little bit more about you. Um, who are you? What's your background? Right. So um, I'm Temi. I'm from New York, originally from Nigeria. I'm Nigerian-American. Um, I worked in consulting before Darden, um, really felt a need to understand stakeholders more, um, wanted a better foundation for business. So um, also wanted more leadership experience, and Darden had a really great leadership proposition. So chose Darden in here, and now I'm hoping to go into tech after Darden. So uh, what's your educational background? You mentioned you went to Lehigh. Um, what did you study while you were there? International relations. <laughs> so I wanted to be a diplomat, um, and I actually ended up working abroad for a good bit, even before I worked in consulting. So I lived in India, I lived in Israel, I lived in different countries. Um, that was sort of my passion. Um, but I kind of saw the need for um, more systemic intervention when it came to development, and business was really the opportunity for that. Um, so the, all of my experience has basically been coalescing into what became of uh, what was going to be a business education and how that can impact development. So it's been a passion of mine. Um, and international relations was the beginning of that. So um, I'm curious about when you got interested in pursuing an MBA. Uh, so sort of things coalesced and realized that business was going to be the right, right step. Um, when did it hit you? that an MBA was was that step for you? Oh, my God. Yeah, great question. So on, on a project I was working on while in consulting, I um, was working for uh, the government, basically, figuring out how to basically create a tax system that worked in a developing nation, um, had to manage different people, tax officials, government officials, uh, commerce, um, uh, execs. And I didn't really know how to balance that well. I didn't know what stakeholder theory was, how to um, basically uh, create value for each of the the players in in that particular um, scenario. And I just knew I'm like I need I need something more. I need more tools in my toolbox. Um, so it was actually a natural progression from um, a project that I worked on. I realized that I had limited skills and I needed something else to sort of buttress um, the the projects I was working on. I wanted to um, fill out the the tools I could pull from, and I knew I needed to understand stakeholder theory. I needed to understand how to work with customers, how to work with different kinds of people, um, people in uh, international settings, and uh, the experience I had up to that point just wasn't enough. And so I looked around at different degrees, what could give me this particular experience, and including with the um, including with the aspect of leadership, how do I also develop as a leader? Um, and then Darden, you know, came out <laughs> as as the school that went out basically. So um, uh, one of the questions I ask everybody, well, at least all all of our, our students who come on the, on the podcast, is what what mattered to you when you were researching schools? You know, you thought about this is this is what I'm looking for. This is what's important to me. What did you value through that process? Right. Uh, I definitely valued a school that put emphasis on the student experience. Um, I don't believe in destinations. I believe in the journey. Um, 
and the student experience mattered. And Darden obviously ranks top in that uh, educational experience, uh, and that mattered a lot. That was a huge sticking point for me. I wanted to feel like I was important while I was here. I wanted to be able to give myself to the community um, for the two years. 21 months is not a long time when you think about it. Um, so you want to make sure that you're receiving value and also giving value. Um, and, you know, looking around, try to find where are students involved in their communities. Uh, and when we really look at Darden, second years help first years. First years now are groomed sort of help incoming students. You talk to prospective students. It's a cycle of students giving back. And that's sort of how we run here. And I, I love that. And I want to be part of that. We have quite a few students uh, at Darden who come from sort of smaller liberal arts mm. backgrounds. I, I always think that the educational experience feels familiar, right? Mm. It's a smaller scale MBA program, highly participatory learning experience. Uh, you're a known quantity here. You know, people take an active interest in, and you. I imagine maybe there was some resonance there. Absolutely, absolutely. You don't feel like you're a number, and people think of like Charlottesville also. You know, that package is it's a small city. You're not going to have access to big companies. And that's just not true. Um, Darden being the size that it is, um, we actually enjoy a lot of opportunities to big cities. And you're not limited. I was in Seattle this summer. You're just not limited in the kind of opportunities that are out there. And in this small community, you you matter. You matter to not just Darden, but to UVA and also Charlottesville. There are ways you can get involved. Um, even in a big university setting, you don't feel like you're just, you know, another grad student who's here to get the degree and go. You really settle in and become part of the community, which is no wonder why a lot of Darden grads still come back or stay in the community or they're, they're still involved in some way. This is, you know, it's, it's very, it's familial and um, the student experience is paramount to, to who we are. And, and I think alumni also know that when they come back, they can re- they remember that sense of, like, I belong here. And that's so important, especially when you're stressed out with recruiting. Yeah, I'm always struck. Uh, a number of alumni come back to to recruit or just to, just for reunion weekends and that sort of thing, and they always reference their section yeah. uh, identity, yeah. which is such a sticky thing. Um, what section were you? Oh, section C, C suite. <laughs> we also heard sea monsters <laughs> yes. uh, here. Um, let's talk a little bit about your first year. So, um, coming from an international relations background. Mm-hmm. You had mentioned having having done some consulting. Had you done a lot of quantitative work? Uh, had you taken accounting, finance? What, you know, when you think about the core curriculum, how much of that had you previously covered? Right. So um, I came from an accounting firm, so I had some accounting experience, but I was more so in the strategy end of that firm. So I didn't actually, I wasn't really involved in the deep numbers. So I struggled a lot in the first year and um, everyone knows darn cores. It's, you know, it's something fierce, but it's, it, it's built for everyone. It's built for people with quant backgrounds or non-quant backgrounds. Um, so I did struggle, but I made it through. And I think that's, that's something um, that I tell everyone who wants to know about the Darden core is that it's, it's difficult, but you end up learning a lot. It impacts the way you think, the way you see problems. Um, also, more importantly, what you believe about yourself and how you're able to solve um, issues that you, you might not understand, right? So you can put a problem in front of me, and I'm, I may not know, I might not be familiar with it. So maybe like a plastics industry that I have no background in. But before, I'd be intimidated. Um, I'd been intimidated by how I would resolve an issue in, in some sort of foreign industry. But now I can really look at 
different kinds of issues in different industries um, and have a framework for for beginning. And I think that's that's something so valuable. Otherwise, you'd be like, where do I go? But now we sort of know, okay, I can take break th- break things down in this um, in this way and be able to digest it and also present it back in a way that's coherent. So that's valuable in any in any measure. Yeah, that's such a great point. Um, as admissions professionals, we obviously meet quite a few prospective students, and we get a lot of questions about specialization, mm-hmm. uh, concentration. And the thing that we stress is, you know, Darden students are trained really to move in a lot of different directions. You know, you could you could choose consulting, you could choose uh, finance, you could choose tech, or you could choose to do something else. And and you will have a platform to be successful because you have just spent two years reading hundreds of cases, having all these experiential learning experiences, and across industry, you know, companies, looking at all kinds of different problems. So orienting to unfamiliar industries or, you know, a new problem, that's what you've been doing for two years. Absolutely, yeah. This summer I worked in a big big tech company in product marketing role. I'd never been a product marketing manager. I hadn't worked in tech or marketing. <laughs> so new, new industry, new, new, um, new focus. And I... At first, you know, you get the jitters, like, do, can I do this? But then remember all the things you learned in core marketing. The, the things I learned in core marketing were absolutely sufficient to form a foundation for me to be able to be successful. And I had a fairly complex project this summer. Um, I had worked with many different stakeholders, which is important because that's why I wanted to come to business school. But um, I was really able to pull back from a lot of the things I learned in core um, and then some elective courses in Q4. But um, they worked as a great basis for me to springboard and be successful. Um, I mean, tech was new to me, marketing was new to me, but I didn't feel any less prepared than my counterparts who had come from either tech or marketing um, beforehand. How did you narrow in on what you wanted to do this summer? So you mentioned working for a large tech company in Seattle. Um, did you know you wanted to do that um, before you came to business school? Was it, an, was it an evolutionary process? I did not know at all. I had, um, I had an idea uh, that I wanted to go to a um, a company with a great ethics and that mattered. That was the most important uh, criteria for me. But I didn't really have um, a strict set of requirements. So I went to all the briefings. I went to investment banking briefings and consulting briefings and um, I didn't really feel inspired. Um, I think the, the company ethics weren't really coming out as much to me. But then I spoke to a second year and she um she was also at a tech company this summer, and we sort of break, we broke it down. This is what tech offers. This is the work-life balance. These are the sort of projects you'll work on. Um, and I was immediately struck by the emerging technology. I love emerging technology, quantum computing and Internet of Things. Those things just seemed completely out of my world of consulting. You know, like I never actually encountered them. But hearing these things are that are going to revolutionize business and pharmaceuticals and the way we really understand um, productive work, I I just knew I wanted to get in on that. And I found the best way that my skills that I had could, could um, complement that. And I realized that I should probably, one, not only narrow down on the industry, but um, narrow down on the company that I think would um, best serve me and I could best serve them. So that's how I ended up with the one company. And I sort of laser focused on what they needed. Um, and strategize recruiting around that. 
Did you network with alums? Did you work with the CDC? Did you talk? It sounds like you talked to at least one second year yeah. student. What What were the resources that you leveraged? So the alums were huge for me. Um, I talked to a few of the, of, of the alums in this particular company, um, and they told me exactly what would be required in an interview, what the company looked for. They were so helpful, and I'm still in contact with a lot of them, um, even through my internship and now considering full-time opportunities. So definitely leveraging that net- Darden network. And then, um, so yes, the second year. And lastly, I just sat down and just like read about the company, you know, you mm-hmm. want to take it like a like a case. You this is this is the issue. Um, what are the case facts, and um, what decision am I going to make at the end of the day? Um, so I did tons of reading, tons of research because that's what we do, mm-hmm. um, and uh, I felt comfortable in engaging with them and um, and presenting myself as a candidate. So um, I would say the first first stop is figuring out how to leverage your Darden network. There's just so many people out there who are willing to help, who are willing to guide you and direct you. Um, the same person that helped me with my interview, she's helping me figure out what I should what I should decide for full time. I mean, like they're there th- with you throughout the whole the whole the whole spectrum of the experience. And um, that's what I love about the Dart Network, and that was huge for me in trying to decide where to go. Was it? Uh, you mentioned spending quite a bit of time on the East Coast. How was it being out on, out on the West Coast? Oh, it was very different. <laughs> it was very different, but it was amazing. I'd never lived on the West Coast before. Um, it was a summer, so Seattle was really quite nice. Uh, and I loved it. It was a different experience. Uh, more laid back than the East Coast, so I had to get used to that. Had to get used to starting maybe later at work, and it was very, very different. You know, having a flexible work schedule. Coming from consulting, you know, things are done on time and pretty pretty traditionally and in tech and <laughs> Seattle is just not. So that was, it was a breath of fresh air. Mm-hmm. So you're now back in Charlottesville uh, for second year. Um, heard different, and we've heard all sorts of great things on the podcast about second year. You know, second year is what you make of it. Mm-hmm. You can choose a lot of different paths. Heard second year, best year. Heard a lot of, <laughs> a lot of different, different things that people say about this year. Um, what are what are you looking forward to? What are you involved in uh, right now? Um, what what gets you excited about the second year? Right. So I'm the president of the Black Business Student Association (PBSA) here at Darden, and that is besides academics and figuring out um, what's happening in the next eight months. BBSA is sort of most imp- it's the most important thing to me right now. I'm really passionate about inclusion and diversity and equity, um, especially within within the Darden community and how we can bring that more um, to the forefront of discussion. So um, having BBSA meetings, trying to include our students, trying to empower them in the different national conferences, figuring out how to include alums in um, events here, bring them back on the grounds. Um, I've been doing a lot of that. And I think it's a way for me to reinvest in the com- community that really invested in me in the first year. Um, so I'm, I love doing it. I'm excited to do it. I love our events and, um, we're just here to support, support everyone, not only at Darden, also in the wider UVA community. We do a lot with, with the law school and, um, the other graduate programs here at UVA. So, um, BBSA has been my outlet for figuring out how to better, uh, serve Darden as a whole. Do you have any programming upcoming? Anything you're looking forward to? Yes. So we have the BBSA conference that we have that we hold every year. This year we are doing it in conjunction with uh, the Tech Club. So we have a really cool theme for the year, um, discussing how AI and data and technology um, impact equity um, and bias, and how that uh, also impacts um, how 
people feel included in in um, large corporations or places and spaces like Darden. So really, really topical, especially in this world of digital transformation. What does that mean for people and what does that mean for inclusion um, in this you know, changing world where tech is sort of disrupting everything? It's going to be really, really exciting. <laughs> that sounds that sounds great. And as, as you mentioned, very, very timely. Mm-hmm. Um, are you involved with any other clubs or organizations? I am. I'm involved with the Darden African Business Organization, DABO. Uh, here on here at Dar- on on grounds, um, as well as the uh, Hand, which is the Hispanic American Network at Darden, um, BBSA Hand and Dabo work in in um, collaboration along with the consortium here at uh, here at Darden to support students of color and students from disadvantaged backgrounds um, to increase the the numbers of um, diverse candidates in management. Mm-hmm. Do you uh, in- have you had a chance to connect with any prospective students? Uh, I imagine uh, you probably work closely with my colleague Mark Paulo oh, Guzman, who's yes. been uh, <laughs> who's been on the podcast. I should note. Um, so, if you're interested in learning a little bit more about Mark Paulo, check out his episode. But have you do you work closely with him? Have you yes. had a chance to connect with some prospective yes. students? Yes, Mark Paulo is one of our um, biggest fans, biggest cheerleaders. Um, so that's he's he's really really great, um, and including us in the process on, on how Darden. Um, recruits and um, acquires uh, candidates, but we are also um, we also work. I also have a lot of LinkedIn requests, a lot of emails and calls, and everyone all the time wants to you know talk to us about our experience. So um, we do get a lot of interest from prospectives, and you know it's great to talk to people because you want to be able to relay how excited you are about Darden and what the value proposition really is. And if it's coming from someone like me, um, one, I'll give you sort of the real on what Darden life is. And then I'll tell you what I've also been able to get out of that. So it's a balance. And um, I love talking to prospective students. I have probably a meeting with at least one every day. (laughs) That's awesome. Well, thank you so much for being so generous uh, with your time. We know how busy busy you are. So um, curricularly, we talked a little bit about extracurricularly what you have going on this year. Uh, what classes are you taking, or what classes are you excited about? I'm taking a lot of entrepreneurship classes and strategy courses. You, you would think it'd be marketing, but I think strategy and marketing really have um, cool connections. So thinking about how to be a CEO, how to manage businesses, um, I have a really cool class called Starting New Ventures with Sarah Saraswati. Really, really amazing faculty here. So inspiring. And then I also have a class called Tactical Topics for Entrepreneurship through acquisition. <laughs> it is probably the most interesting, one of the most interesting classes I've ever taken here. Um, I've never, th- when people think about owning a business, it's usually through either startup, uh, so I'm going to start a business and start a venture and go from there. But people don't really think about how I can actually acquire a business. Someone like me, who's just fresh out of business school, um, can start a search fund and search for a business to acquire. Um, and that's an, that's, an, that's an avenue that I would never have known had I not taken this class, had um, this was not um, presented to me. So really interesting things, thinking about CEO level, management level, um, ops, strategy, marketing. Um, how do I find the right partners? How do I talk to investors? You know, how do, what's a patent? What's a trademark? Um, very practical skills, but also um, important leadership skills as well. Such a good point about um, sort of entrepreneurial thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, have had the opportunity to also speak with some of the folks who were involved with the Batten Institute mm. here. We had Sean Carr on the podcast and on the Exec MBA podcast. We've mm. had a number of folks, uh, Jason Brewster, David Tuvey, MJ Toms. And to a person, they've stressed that 
you know, entrepreneurship is is a mindset mm. as much as anything. And I can imagine, you know, given the role that you had this summer and the work that you did, having that sort of ownership mindset, you know, this is I'm I'm running this business or thinking about this as if I'm running this. It would be really helpful. Right. Um, or just any 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 role you might have. That's kind of the mentality mm-hmm. you need to bring. Um, well, that sounds like I mean, Sarah is well known for being right. a, a, a leader um, in this sort of entrepreneurial uh, world, and her her big idea is effectuation. effectuation yeah. yeah, have you found that interesting? It's it's not just interesting. It's it's become sort of the bedrock of what I what I ima- how I imagine opportunities. Um, this summer, so I, I mentioned that I had a fairly complex project, and I, th- I'm thinking, how do I start? How do I start to tackle this project, this 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 issue, this gap that I've ident- I have identified? Um, so, effectuation teaches you to look at the bird in hand, which is, what are the resources that are around you? What do you currently have? So I looked at, you know, I did the. I started writing down, what do I have? Well, I have colleagues, right, who know this more than me, who actually work here full time. Um, and within um, my company's ecosystem, there are partners, right, who really willing to talk to me and their um, customers. So these are the people who I, I, I can actually talk to, I can tap into. I didn't have to create, recreate the wheel. Um, and that was really important because th- these are my resources that I could leverage to come up with a strategy. Instead of sitting at my desk all summer trying to, Think of something that was earth-shattering or would have been too cumbersome to come up with or maybe not even original um, or even useful for the for, for for the company. I started using the resources I had, and that's exactly what Sarah teaches us. The first thing is, what do you have? Who are you, right? Um, and everybody has something. Uh, you have, you know people, you have um, skills, and you want to begin with that. So instead of tr- trying to figure out how do I make raise a lot of money and go out and do things, you want to first look around you. What can I do with the things that I have? And that's been so important, not just in even just starting a business, but tackling problems, right? There are experts in UVA. I look around. Who are, we, we are, we're blessed because there's just experts in so many different things around us. And these are people you have access to. So if you want to start any venture, you want to you want to know anything within like a three mile radius or world class experts around you, and that's your burden hand. So, um, so at, intern- at the internship, I was like, you know, these are the people who are around me. I can leverage their knowledge, leverage their experience, bring them in, and then I would go back and validate the things that I would come up with um, after speaking to them with them again. So they were sort of brought along in the whole process, and they buy they sort of buy into this project, and they're excited that you're working with them, and and they're having input. So um, just entrepreneurship is just not just only for starting businesses. It's really for how, how do you um, engage with others and how do you, how do you create buy-in in whatever you're doing? Um, and once again, the bedrock of how, <laughs> how I uh, work in teams and how I tackle any sort of issue that is in front of me. That's, that's awesome. Um, you can tell your passion for it. It really, really comes through. Um, are you going to do a Darden Worldwide course? I have done Darden Worldwide. Oh, course. all right. Yes, I did a DWC last year. I went to Brazil. Um, I'm hoping to do more this year. Um, I am very involved in club activity, so I'm, I hope there's time. But I did a, um, a DWC last year to Brazil. What did you? What's what was the focus of the course? Uh, what did you do while you were there? It was on sustainability. Um, so we met a lot with uh, agribusinesses and um, just entrepreneurs who were pushing for development in Brazil, not through the normal ways of like factory or industrialization, but how do we make um, farming and uh, smart smart farms work for us? So um, 
implementing some sort of like a um, app app idea into how, for example, how um, you could rent tractors right through an app. Um, so there are a lot of like farm equipment just go unused. Um, so how do we how do we address that problem? It's really really interesting to think about, especially because Brazil is a large country, and you wouldn't think that you know you think that maybe people should start going to school more or we should industrialize more, but um, they have a lot of land for for farming, and you're like, oh, that's actually a really great opportunity. So that never occurred to me. Um, my manager this summer was also Brazilian, so we got to bond over that. And, you know, it was just the DWC really prepared me for, one, creating a personal relationship with my manager, and we had a lot to talk about. So I, I've just seen it play in different parts in my life um, since May. Um, and I love it, because one, it's international, it's topical, it's important, and it impacts so many people. So mm-hmm. hopefully we can, you know, stay connected to the issues there. Yeah, absolutely. It's an interesting point about the farm equipment. I think you see that similar impulse with uh, car sharing mm-hmm. now, the, the idea that most people's cars sit unused something exactly. like 90, 90% of the time. So how do you create a larger user base for the car? What's exactly. that app technology? Exactly. The same same sort of um, strategy. And it works. It works. Who would, who would have thought that it would work in agriculture? But it, it does work. Yeah. So, um, so what... Uh, what, what would be a piece of advice you would have? Obviously, it, it sounds like you talk with prospective students a lot. Um, as people are sort of researching schools or you know, narrowing the list of schools they may be considering, uh, what piece of advice would you share with them? Um, great question. So I think I've mentioned this to a few students, um, but the biggest thing I learned while applying to business school um, was running your own race. It's very difficult to get lost in everybody else's journey and everyone else's process. Um, and this goes beyond just the, uh, finding schools. It goes into recruiting. It goes into full-time and then beyond, right? People are going to have different opportunities at different points that you may not have. Um, people are going to get into different programs that you don't get into. But it's important to know that your race, your journey is your journey. And someone else doing better or doing worse that doesn't necessarily impact your journey your journey is unique and it's singular and it's it's yours so not getting nervous if if you know you're reading all the boards and people are like i got a call today i got an interview today not letting that give you anxiety is so important just know just trusting the process we hear that a lot here trusting the process that things are going to work out and that your your turn is going to come and then you're going to have your opportunities that has been instrumental for me and just keeping sane and being hopeful otherwise you'll get really lost in what other people are doing and you won't focus on your strategy and what will work best for you that's such great advice because that is uh, something you hear regularly, particularly from first-year students when they get here, there's so much happening uh, on the career front particularly, right? And there's right. this tendency to compare yourself to others, right. uh, whether it's right. in class and on the job front, and so much of a tendency to focus externally. Mm-hmm. So you can keep that focus on you and what Absolutely. you want to do and what you're motivated by and what's important to you. Um, you'll, you'll be better off. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's one thing. My mom tells me all the time, comparison is a thief of joy. Oh wow! It's it's so deep because when you when you when you compare yourself to what everyone is doing, you just find less satisfaction in what you're doing, and that what you're doing could be very very special and very very interesting and very very different. But when you're looking at it from a lens that's not yours, it's hard to you know see the value. So, um, your MBA experience as well as your first year experience 
know that your experience is is that it's just yours and you control the narrative and making sure that that um, stays within your grasp and you're finding joy in what you're doing so that was really important for me yeah we all one of the things we try to encourage people, I know applying to business school is stressful, right? Because you're opening yourself up. You're making yourself vulnerable in a way. You're asking people to to evaluate your application, which I, I understand the stress of that. And it's an uncertain process. It's ambiguous, right? Um, but it's also really exciting, right? You, you're, you're thinking about, like, gosh, you're dreaming, right? You're thinking about all these great schools. You're thinking about your career, the places you can go. You're meeting interesting people along the way. Mm-hmm. We do try to encourage candidates to be process-oriented, mm-hmm. right? So to focus on the parts that you can control and, and have faith that it is going to work out mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. The, the way it's supposed to work out. And, you know, um, that's easy to say, harder to do. Harder but to another, <laughs> but an, I also think another skill that can yeah. really serve people well as they go through business school. Absolutely. That's, that's very, very true. I, you'll encounter the same thing in second year if, you, if you're looking at second year opportunities. Um, hopefully at, by second year, you're a little bit more calm and you've kind of gone through it. So um, you can look at it with a fresh perspective and a little bit more calmness in your, in your mind and your heart. But that's, yeah, it's, it's a process. And you, we go through many processes in life. This is not the only process you'll go through. Um, you might go through another one in 10 years from now, five years from now, when you're looking, when you're two years into your full-time career, and you're like, you know, I might might want to change. So knowing that, developing that skill now and developing it early um, will definitely put you far ahead of the game. Well, Timmy, uh, it's been a pleasure talking with you. Thank, Thank you, you so much for all your insights and, and for taking time out of your day to be on the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. This has been great. And that was my conversation with Timmy Adekami, a second-year student in our class of 2020. As always, if you have any comments, suggestions, requests, anything you'd like for us to cover here on the Experience Darden podcast, we're all ears. We can be reached at darden at virginia.edu. Till next time, thanks for listening.